Today, I want to talk to you all through these people for a little while. I want to talk to you about something that I've talked about before. In fact, I talked about it, I think it was last February, and it's coming around again, and it's time that we talk about this. If you take today's challenge seriously, you will grow like you've never grown before. You will go a next step like you'd never have before. You'll experience life in a way you've never experienced before if you listen. But what's happened in the past when this has happened, and, and probably anywhere you've ever been in a, a church or some kind of service organization, this same thing happened. Out of all the people, there are only 20% of the people usually take this challenge. 20% of the people don't need to hear what I have to say today, but listen anyway. You know, maybe you'll get something out of it. Maybe you'll be able to encourage somebody. 80%, they need to take the journey across the stage and get in with these people over here. Last week, I started a two-part series that ends today called One. Last week, I talked about one life, and I challenged everybody in here to find a life, to think of a life, a person that you can focus on and change one life. That's what we're about at LifePoint, changing one life at a time. Never want the crowd to be so big that one person feels like nobody cares and nobody sees them. So just like the ministry of Christ, I said, let's focus on one person at a time. Today, I want to give you another challenge, and that is to take the step from this group to that group and get on a service team. I'm the pastor, and I am supposed to be leading this church, and I'm supposed to be helping you grow spiritually. Is that my job? Yes, it is. If I left out one of the most important ways and one of the easiest ways that you can grow spiritually, would that be responsible? No, it wouldn't be responsible. If I left out a part that might make you a little uncomfortable, make you squirm in your seat and go, gosh, I feel bad. It might make you feel like that for a little while, but it's something that will make you grow. If you get out of your seat and get on a service team and move from over here to over there, you will grow. See, these people, these 20% over here, they're doing all the work. They're the ones showing up early. They're the ones staying late. They're the ones writing the checks. They're the ones praying. They're the ones doing all the work. It's not because we have a need. You might be thinking, great, they must not have enough people to set up on Sunday morning. That's not what it's about. It's not about coming and filling some slot. It's about meeting a need that you have. A spiritual need that every person who's ever walked the face of the earth has. And that's to get in the game when it comes to service. And it would be irresponsible of us, of me, as a leader, not to challenge people constantly to get out of the 80% and to get into the 20%. This is not just at LifePoint. Across the board, service organizations, churches, 20% of the people... They're the ones that are the movers and the shakers. They're the ones that are doing all the work. Now, there's a third group that could be represented by people here today. Maybe this is your first time at LifePoint. Maybe it's your fifth time at LifePoint. Maybe you're just coming around, kicking the tires, seeing if this is the place for you. That's okay. Sit there, enjoy. Don't feel uncomfortable today. I'm talking to these people, okay? If you're here for the first time or the fifth time and you're just checking it out, seeing if this is, this is the right place, it's okay. Don't feel like, gosh, you made me feel bad. i got to check a box on this card. We don't want you to feel like that. We want you to observe and spectate and learn and listen. Serving is not about just 
fulfilling a need or performing a task. It's doing what Jesus Christ asked all of his followers to do. Jesus asked all of his followers to serve. When Jesus was on earth, people largely misunderstood what he was about. Because they thought this Messiah was going to come and set up an earthly kingdom. That's what they were expecting. Even his followers, after a couple of years, still couldn't get it into their heads. He was not talking about a physical kingdom. Because they were thinking Jesus was coming as the new king. And what does a king usually do? A king rules. A king rules his kingdom. They're thinking physical. They were thinking that somewhere Jesus would have a palace and Jesus would have a throne, literally, and he would rule people. That's what they thought he was all about. What does a king get? Anything he wants, right? Anything, anytime. People serve the king. People sit at his feet. People do anything the king wants. They are his servants. And the last thing a king would want to be considered was a servant. That's not the kind of kingdom Jesus came to set up. But the mother of two of his disciples, James and John, came up to Jesus thinking, physical kingdom, and she said, Jesus, can my two boys sit at your right and left hands. Is that okay? Can they sit there? And Jesus was like, you, you don't get it. You don't, you're not getting it yet. You still think that I'm going to set up this physical kingdom where I'll rule on a throne. And Jesus is trying to talk about something spiritual. And he goes on to say, if you're going to be a part of my kingdom, if you want to be a leader, if you want to be out front, then you have to get in the back. If you want to be first, then you have to be last. If you want to be at the top of the organizational chart, you got to flip it upside down because those are the kind of leaders I'm looking for. And Jesus goes on to tell them in that same story, be different. Don't be like the other kingdoms of the world. Be different. This is not a kingdom where the people at the top get it all. This is a different kind of kingdom where people serve because they need it, because it will help them grow. Jesus said this in Matthew 20, verse 28, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life up for many. So this king did not come to sit on a throne. This king came to serve people. And that blew their minds. It was like, wait a minute, you said king. When I think king, I think God on a throne. I got to do what he says. He's saying, no, my kingdom is going to be one where I serve you. So Jesus tells us, to do what he did. He doesn't ask us to walk any path he hasn't already walked. So you want to be great in the kingdom of God? Then be the least. That's the way Jesus wanted it to be. These people here, this 20% right here, they represent, and if you're in this group, you know who you are, but these people know what it's like to sit on the floor with little children and teach them about Jesus. They know how much they grow from doing that. They know what it's like to take a group of elementary kids and tell them about Christ and tell them the message and let them know about what it means to be away from Christ and watch them come to making a decision to give their life to Christ and walk with Him. They know what they get out of that. This 20%, you all that are over here, you know what it's like to show up on a Saturday morning and take furniture to people who don't have any furniture. You know what it's like to go and serve and put food in people's cars that don't have any food. You know what it's like to get a group of teenagers and help them get to know God through the Scripture and get serious about their faith. 
This 20%, they're living life at a level the re- these people haven't even started. They're living their spiritual lives at a pace and at a level that God wants them to be at because they give, because they serve, because they know that it's not all about them. So today what I want to do, I want to convince you. I want to convince you for the next few minutes to take the step and change over into the people that say, my life is different because I checked a card, because I show up early and help this church get put together, because I choose a ministry to be involved with during the week. My life is different. No longer am I going to stand in this group of the 80%. I'm going to take the step and I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to move and I'm going to change. Jesus said, be different. And to those of you that stand over here, today I'm asking you, be different. Don't be like every other volunteer organization or every other church that, that, that has only 20% of the people doing everything. Let's be different. Let's confuse people. Let's mess with people that want to take statistics. How many people are involved? A hundred. Wait, wait, that doesn't work. Let's mess them up. Let's be different. Just like Jesus said, be different. Let's change it. Let's upset the scales. You know, this is not a new challenge. Not a new challenge at all. Jesus had this same problem. He had the same issue of trying to convince people that service to the kingdom of God and to the body of Christ is what's going to make you grow. He had the same problem. In Luke chapter 10, listen to what Jesus said. The harvest is so great, but the workers are so few. Pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send out more workers for his fields. So this week, the staff gathered around our table and we prayed that God would send workers, that God would convict people in their hearts to take the step from here to here. And that's all we're asking you to do. All right, you guys can be seated. Thank you for helping out. Getting on a service team will fulfill a need that every human being has. Every human that's ever walked the earth, no matter what race, no matter what nationality, they have the same need. And that's the need to be part of something greater. You've got that need. You've worked all you can work. You've made all the money you can make. You've bought all the cool stuff and and all that's happened. But yet you look in the mirror and there's a need that you have that's not fulfilled. And that's the need to be part of something bigger. To know that your life is making a difference. To know that it's just not nine to five. To know that when you get up and when you live your life, the world's a little bit different because of you. Everybody's got that need. And everybody that says, I want to be part of the body of Christ can have that need met. They can be part of something greater because there is more. And the body of Christ will show you what's more. If you're not a follower of Christ today, we're glad you're here. You're why we do what we do. It's to help you move into a relationship with Christ. Every week, you can go right out in the lobby. Theater 7 is in the corner of the lobby. You can go over there and you can talk to somebody And they'll explain to you what it means to have a relationship with Christ and how to get in to the body of Christ and become a Christ follower. Ephesians 4 verse 4 says this, For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope 
and future. You are a part, if you're a Christ follower, of one body, of one living organism to help grow. Not an organization to manage, but an organism to help grow. That's what the body of Christ is. There is something greater. There's something you can be involved with that can have an eternal difference. And because you're part of the body of Christ, God's given you a gift. He's gifted you, and you basically know what that is. I mean, you know if you like to... If you, for instance, if you don't like being around people, if you don't like greeting and smiling, if you're not a morning person, don't check the greeter box when it comes around, okay? If you need like 10 cups of coffee, probably not your thing. You maybe need to stick around when you wake up and help with teardown or something like that or pick something during the week. You know where your gifts are. And you know if you're an early riser. You know if you stay up late. You know that. Occasionally, we'll do spiritual gift analysis, so you can kind of take a little survey and find out where your gifts are to help you understand that a little bit better. But basically, you already know the answer to that question. But in the body of Christ, every single person is important. No matter how much money, how little money, what kind of house you live in, what kind of car you drive, how old, how young, it doesn't matter. In the body of Christ, every single person is important, and every single person can find a place and plug in and grow. I've never met a person ever who said, you know, I'm serving, I'm plugged in. I I know it's not all about me. I'm giving of myself. I've stepped outside myself and I've, I've served and I give of my time, my money, my resources, and I give and I serve and, but I'm just not growing. I've never met a person that said that. However, I have met people who are in this 80% who say, I'm just not growing. Well, duh, you can't just grow by sitting out there and sitting still. Can you? You can't. You've got to do something. Christianity, following Christ, is an active thing. It's not meant to be lived on the sidelines. It's something He wants us to do, not because we so desperately need a stage set up and the lights turned on. We could pay somebody to do that. You could make all the staff do it. We could all have to do it every week. But it's here because you need it. Because it will help you grow. It does help things happen, of course. But the main reason is it's an avenue for you to grow. I want so bad to get everybody that's in this 80%. I want so bad to encourage you today and to convict you today and maybe make you squirm in your seat a little bit and take that step and say, it's time for me to get on a service team. I've been a spectator long enough. You know what? When you create a place that's full of spectators, spectators soon become critics. And critics are annoying. So if all you have is a group of spectators, then it's not very long to become critics because if you spectate, it's all about you. And it's all about what you like and what you don't like and what's going your way and what's not going your way. I would do anything to get you to get out of this group and to take that step, that one step and say, I'm going to be part of a service team. I'm not going to make it all about me. I'm going to get up early, stay late, whatever I need to do, and I'm going to be part of a service team. See, if a child doesn't grow, if you have a child and they're not growing, not developing properly, you very quickly go see a doctor, don't you? Fast. When our oldest, who's three, still couldn't talk. Mommy, daddy, that was about it, and a bunch of words I don't know what they were. She couldn't talk, and we were getting concerned. So we go 
finally to a place, a speech therapist, and a year later, after this intense speech therapy, I don't know what they did. They flipped a switch or something because she hasn't shut up since. But we were concerned and we were worried she's not talking. She's not developing properly. All the other kids her age are saying words and she can't form words with her mouth. Turns out she had an issue. Turns out it was easily corrected. But we knew something was wrong. Something wasn't right because she wasn't developing properly. So when I look out and I see people not developing spiritually, I've got to take the chance and take the risk that somebody's going to be really uncomfortable and say, you need to grow. You need to get out of your seat. You need to check one of those boxes. Because this is not just about the Sunday morning show. It's about helping you grow and take the next step in your faith. I've got a good friend here today. Where is she? Is she coming down? Her name is Ella. Ella is one of my friends. This is Joel and Erica's youngest. Joel and Erica couldn't wait to see her walk, and they probably take pictures at home and trying to coach her on how to walk, and Joel brought her in my office one day, and she hadn't walked yet, and he put her down, and she walked to me. (laughs) So Ella and I are friends, but you know what? Ella wears diapers. Did you know that? She wears diapers. Can you believe that? It's clean, dirty, hopefully clean. Ella gets a snotty nose sometimes. She cries when she doesn't get exactly what she wants. Ella thinks it's all about her. And that's okay. That's fine. But what if Ella grew up and continued to wear diapers? What if like a grown person was walking around wearing diapers? I mean, it's normal. It's perfectly normal for Ella to cry, for Ella to wear diapers. It's normal for her to make a mess, to demand things, to just sit back and say, hey, I'm going to sit here and life is all about me because it is. That's okay. But when she grows, there's going to be a day where she goes to the bathroom by herself. When she sleeps through the night where she doesn't need a bottle, she can pick up a spoon and put the food in her mouth and take her own bath and she's going to grow and that will be perfectly normal. Living things grow. The thing is, some people look like this spiritually. They never get out of their diapers. They never stop saying, well, it's all about me. Make sure that the music's right and the message is right and everything's just right and pretty up here because if it's not, that's what we're going to talk about all afternoon and maybe I won't come back. Maybe I won't. Because it's all about me. Let me take my diaper off. Right? Right? Some people never get out of their spiritual diapers. And what I want to challenge you to do today is get out of them. Like I said a minute ago, I'm willing to do anything to get people out of the 80% and over into the 20%. Take off your spiritual diapers and it's time to grow. It's time for some people to grow up spiritually. And get off the bench, stop standing on the sidelines, stop being a spectator. And get out of this group that represents 80% of people when it comes to service and take one step over into the group that says, we found out how meaningful it is to serve God in as many ways as we possibly can. Ephesians 4 verse 16 tells us what service does for us And for the body of Christ. Under his direction, the whole body is fitted together perfectly. 
As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So when you serve, it not only helps you grow, when you check that box, when you show up, when you meet that need, it not only helps you, it helps the whole body of Christ grow and know what love is and know what it means to serve and to help each other. You are that important. It's that important that you serve and you grow So the body of Christ can serve and grow because we have a message that God has given us that the world desperately needs to hear. And when you choose to get on a service team, you're not just sitting on the floor talking to little children. That becomes something spiritual. You're not just holding babies and patting them on the back and changing diapers. That becomes something spiritual. You're not just showing up at 630 in the morning pulling a truck around, unloading it, making sure all this stuff gets set up. You're not just doing that. That becomes something spiritual. That becomes your avenue for growth. You're not just showing up on a Saturday morning to help deliver furniture. You're not just writing a check. All those things become spiritual. And I hope over the last few minutes, if I've done nothing else, is to help you understand that service and spirituality go hand in hand. That when you serve, you are doing something spiritual. It's not just accomplishing a task. So wherever you are today, you can step it up. If you're standing on the sideline, it's time to get in the game. Christianity is a team sport. It's not designed to be lived out on the sidelines of life. It's designed to get in the game and participate. Take a look at some people on the screen who've gotten in the game and started to participate. I think the biggest way I've grown in serving at LifePoint is forming closer relationships with some of the people around me. Now I'm a foot taller than I was when I first started going. (laughs) By helping on a service team, I've met people that I never would have met before. Uh, Relationships that we've developed through the service has made uh, our, our life at the church much, much more rewarding and we enjoy ourselves a great deal now where otherwise we would have always felt like we were welcome, but we wouldn't have been an integral part. Like, as you just get to know people in a different way. I help with the kids' theaters. I help setting up the kids' theaters and sometimes the signs. I help set up the kids' theaters, and I help with Club Riot, and sometimes put up signs. Um, A couple weeks ago, I had the chance to um, set up the children's theaters with, um, with Molly and Elizabeth and Nick and Abby and I was so impressed with how they knew exactly what to do. There was, they all had their own jobs that they liked to do, they knew what needed to be done and they were able to tell me, an adult, in a very nice way what needed to be done. I just thought it was great how they worked together as a team. Well when we first started going to the church it was like it's everybody Everything you heard was, this is a go and do church. And I was always 
concerned that Donnie would come up and ask me and ask what was I going and doing and I didn't want to stand there and not have an answer so well, I thought we wanted to kind of test the waters and see what it was about and LifePoint was involved in a food giveaway called Feed Wake so we decided we would sign up and see what this was all about. And then we uh, as, as we continued going to different things and, and obviously just the different services we, we learned about more opportunities to help out. One of the reasons why I was looking to find a way to to fit in there in some way and provide some kind of service. I don't want to just sit there every Sunday. Um, it Well, being on screen is not our favorite thing to do, either one of us. Being on camera is not our favorite thing to do. But if it helps one person to take that one first step toward being involved in service, toward just being involved in the church in whatever regard they can be, uh, then it's worth my having all of you look at my face the size of this screen. <laughs> Get on my service team. You'll be glad you did. Service teams. So easy, even a kid can do it. So sooner or later, you've got to decide, am I going to keep observing from the sidelines or am I going to get in the game? 